The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Happy to welcome back to the show one of my favorite winemakers uh, for decades, Zanata Winery, located in Italy near Verona on the shore of Lake Garda in northern Italy has been making some beautiful wines for about 70 years now. Alberto Zanato is in Edmonton today and tomorrow, and he joins us in studio. Alberto, welcome back. Thank you very much. Well, it's a pleasure to be back. Oh, my goodness. And the weather has held out for you so far. There's no snow on the ground. No, fantastic. <laughs> I like this weather. It's similar to Italy. Is it? So what is, in northern Italy, where uh, your winery is, what is the weather like there? Well, we are lucky to have a big lake, the Lake of Garda, that uh, is a lake that uh, makes a sort of thermal basin, and so the winter season is quite mild, mm. and the summer season can be very hot, mm. uh, with over 30 degrees Celsius, but is uh, also important uh, the wind that comes down from the Alps in the, uh, in the nights, uh, that uh, cool down a little bit the temperature in our vineyards and so give us the possibility to produce great uh, white wines. I was going to ask you about that. How does that weather on that, sh- you know, near that lake and the, the, the hot weather during the summer and then, uh, you know, mild during the winter, how does that impact the grapes that you're growing and the wine then that you're making? This has a great impact on uh, the microclimate and the soil. These two elements influence the quality of our grapes and our wines. In particular, the soil of uh, the area of Lake Garda is rich of minerals mm. left by the glacial times when the uh, water retired in the lake and left these residual of uh, minerals that are important for uh, our minerality in the wines uh, and uh, for uh, the microclimate that helps to, to ripen the grapes slowly until the end of September when they are fully ripened and healthy to be picked at the right moment to get out the best quality. The two, um, the, the, the grapes that you grow and the wines that you make, um, what, what are they? Well, we are focused at the NATO family in two key territories. Uh, in the south uh, area of Lake Garda, we produce the white wine and in particular Lugana. Mm. In Valpolicella, that is in the north uh, uh, west of Verona area, we produce the big red wines uh, as Amarone, as Ripassa, as Valpolicella. So these are the two key territories where my family has invested since 1960. Our uh, family has uh, started to grow wines uh, in 1960. My father, Sergio, was the founder. And I'm, okay, so for 60, 70, 70 years now, uh, the family, you were born into this. Is this something that you wanted to do growing up, or was it something that you had to do because it's what your parents did? Well, I was born in a family where um, talking about wine, smelling wine was for me natural. 
part of my life. So when I was young and I finished school in the summertime, I wanted to stay with my father and I wanted to follow him in the cellar to see uh, the winemaking, uh, to taste the wine, or not taste, but just smell the wines <laughs> at that age, or uh, going with him in the vineyard to see uh, the, the vines and the, the grapes that were ripening, smell the, fl- uh, the, the, the smell of the countryside. Mm. Uh, it was something unique for me, and I enjoyed so much that I wanted to be part of a family business. Now, I think Italian wines have have gone through a dramatic change over the years. I'm thinking, you know, 30... Ah, okay, and, and you kind of shrugged your shoulder. I'm thinking maybe, maybe it hasn't gone through a dramatic change. Maybe it's the knowledge in North America about Italian wines. Because I'm thinking 20, 30 years ago... We're drinking a Val Policella out of a, or a Chianti out of a, you know, a wine that's got this, you know, straw basket around the bottom. <laughs> mm. uh-huh. And then when we're done, we put a candle in it and burn it on the nightstick as we did have a, you know, that sort of, that sort of thing. Um, w- for me, as I've learned more about uh, Amarones and the Ripassas and, and you learn about the depth in the flavors, it's, it's, it's for me, changed a lot. There have been a revolution in Italy uh, from the 80s, 90s uh, to nowadays. Uh, I remember when I was young uh, that my father was uh, producing wine in Damigiana in uh, 1.5 liter uh, yeah. uh, bottles uh, or in Fiasco, as you were describing a few minutes ago. So it's totally changed. Nowadays, uh, in Italy, we prefer to drink less wine, but wines of great quality Mm -hmm. so we are focused on producing uh, top wines uh, and um, uh, enjoy the wine in special moment of the day in the past uh, you used to drink wine all day long (laughs) now we drink wine uh, mostly when we are in uh, in in a company of uh, family of friends uh, enjoying with good food so wine pairing is become an important aspect of our um, job I want to talk to you about wine pairing. Let's take a break here on uh, 6.30 Chet Afternoons. Alberta Zanato joining me in studio. He, of course, um, Zanato Winery in Italy, and he's in town today. And tomorrow there's a a winemaker's luncheon uh, tomorrow at Viva Windermere if you're interested in learning more. But let's learn more about food and wine pairings uh, when we come back. Stay with us. Joining me in studio this afternoon... Alberto Zanato from Zanato Winery, Italy. Uh, if you haven't tried the wines, you must. They are absolutely splendid. And uh, I started drinking them more after the last time you were in a couple of years ago, because it's been a couple of years, Alberta, since you've been here. Uh, and I, as I mentioned, the, the Rapasso is... Uh, is, is Repassa is spectacular. On the labels of a lot of Italian wines, there is um, like a, a like a white almost strip around it that has things like DOC on it and DOCG. What does that mean? Is uh, the Italian classification for the quality of the wines. It's uh, like a pyramid. On top of the pyramid, we have the DOCG wines. Below the DOCG, we have DOC, 
below we have the IGT and at the bottom of the pyramid we have the table wines. Mm. So the DOCG and DOC, DOC wines are uh, wines that are produced in a determined area from a determined uh, grape varieties. So you cannot produce this wine outside of this limited area. So it's a specific area that uh, gives us uh, this product uh, with this classification. IGT is a larger area. It can be a province or it can be a region okay. with determined uh, grape varieties. Instead, when we talk about table wine, it's generic. We can mm. use every kind of grapes uh, from every part of Italy. You put it in a bucket and, and, uh, and a scoop and you can pour it out and you're happy and good to go. <laughs> um, we talked about uh, before the break about food and, and wine pairings and how that has become like wine seems to have just exploded over the past uh, couple of uh, decades, at least in North America. I mean, wine is such a, it's a, it's a popular, very popular drink now. Some of us just drink wine because we like the fav- flavor of wine. And sometimes if you pair it with certain foods, it's amazing how the wine can change and how the food can change depending on, on what's, what's there. What do you love about food and wine pairings? Well, I think that uh, a wine can uh, improve its quality if it's matched with the proper uh, dish. Mm. So the two has to be uh, um, has, has to be uh, put together in a proper way. So the chef before preparing a dish has to know which wine you are going to offer for um, matching the, the food. So when I do winemaker dinners and I'm doing a lot in these days here in Canada, the chef usually tastes the wine, my wine, before preparing the, the pairing with the food. So he can understand the characteristics Characteristic of my wine mm. in order to match in uh, the best possible way the food with the wine and the pairing is uh, perfect because uh, give us the opportunity to um, enjoy better the food with the wine. Alberto, how do you learn more about wine and wine, wine and food pairings? Is it, is it going to school? Is it just tasting and eating more? How do you learn? This uh, you can learn only, of course, studying to understand the characteristic of the winemaking. This is a basic course that everybody has to do for uh, the beginners. But after, it's important to try, try and uh, try. If you don't try, you don't enlarge your experience, you don't enlarge your uh, uh, knowledge. So the experience is made by uh, Mm-hmm. Trying, mm-hmm. trying and trying and trying. As much as you try, as you as much as you train for reaching a, a performance is the same. If you want to become a great uh, wine connoisseur, you have to try different wine from different region, from different price. Uh, yeah, and that's important because um, when it comes to price, I mean, you know, you can look at uh, bottles of wine that are worth thousands upon thousands of dollars, and then you can find a really nice bottle of wine for $20 as well. Price doesn't always uh, mean that it's going to be a great wine or a bad wine. Sure. I suggest always to try the wines blind. Mm. 
because in this way you can understand the real quality of the wine be, be, mm, be, uh, before being influenced by the label or the price. The wine has to be drink blind so you can understand the real quality without being influenced by the price or by the brand. This is important. What is your favorite wine? Well, this is a question that is difficult to answer because it's like I ask you which is your favorite child. Uh, it's a difficult question. I will always say all my wines uh, are my favorite. Depends on uh, the, 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 the season, uh, the, what I'm going to eat. So it depends uh, on... Uh, what I'm feeling and yeah. what I like to drink uh, this evening or tomorrow is uh, something that you cannot predict. I usually like to, to wait the moment I want to open the bottle. I, 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 I always enjoy talking with you because um, when, when we talk about food and wine pairing, as you said, just just try it. Um, don't have any preconceived notions going into it. You're not, you're not fussy. You don't say, okay, this has to go with this. You're willing to explore and 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 try different things, and and that's what you that's what you tell people who are listening to you as well. You have to be open mind. Uh, wine drinking is also something very personal. Everyone has a different approach to wine, different taste. So for me, it's important to be very open mind to approach wine in uh, in a very easy way, easy going way because. Uh, Wine is something that is not too sophisticated, but you have to enjoy it. First of all, you like it or you don't like it, but at the end, uh, you can improve your knowledge by tasting and tasting. Alberto Zanato joining me in studio this afternoon. If you want to go to the luncheon tomorrow, it is at Vivo Windermere on the south side at 12 noon. Just give them a call over at Vivo Windermere. There's also a charity silent auction for the Lois Hall Women's Hospital Foundation. Alberto, so nice to see you again. Thank you for joining me. It was a great pleasure. Thank you for inviting me.